soapbox. Excuse my voice today. I've had um, a frog in my throat. I have that horrible cold. But I'm here with Louise. Hello. And we have exciting news. Um, Happy New Year. And we are going to do a new thing. Sober moms. Sober moms. Sober moms. And we want people to reach out to us with any topics you want to talk about, any ideas that you'd like. If you have a question about drinking and you're like, what am I going to do and how do you do it? Please reach out to us at busy, B-I-Z-Z-Y, at Busy Living Sober. And I promise we'll return your email. And if you have anything you want us to talk about, please reach out. Any questions, we'll like, I promise we'll respond next week on our next week's podcast. So this week's podcast, we're going to talk about January and not drinking in January. And I've been reading a lot about it, like how people are using today as their day that they're not going to, today's going to be their first day they're not going to drink. Maybe they had a big New Year's and they're like, have a shame or whatever it is. But people are not drinking for the month of January. What do you think about it, Louise? I, I mean, I go for it. I just, you know, I, I've tried or I tried in the past just to, you know, set a goal or even, yeah, the New Year's resolution. I don't, uh, you know... Um, I don't go to church, so I, I, you know, I don't practice Lent, so I don't have, (laughs) so I didn't give that up. Um, but I know people do for that. Um, you know, I don't know. I, 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 I guess I just think that most people that would contemplate giving it up, unless it's just to be healthier, um, probably just want to test themselves to see if they can go a month without drinking. Yeah. Like go 31 days. Like, I know for me, when the thought of, like, doing drinking, not, don't you agree, like, not drinking for 31 days was really hard. Like, to put that on myself, it's, like, already right now, I'm, like, having my New Year's resolution It's going to be, like, I want to lose weight, I want to exercise more often. Everybody has that, I think. But um, to quit drinking for the month, I know it's going to be tough. So, I we wish you the best. Yeah, I mean, I think that people that... I, I mean, I, I'm speaking for myself. I remember I, I tried to play a lot of different games with myself. Uh, you know, how about I'm only going to drink on the weekends or I'll, you know, just Friday and Saturday night. And, you you know, that doesn't include Sunday night. Um, but I, I guess just my opinion is that if people that don't have an issue with drinking and aren't really thinking about that unless I said like I said unless it's just that they want to get healthy and they don't want to have alcohol you know in their system for 31 days that's great but but I think there might be some other message in that if people try to give it up or just just think about it I mean you know the people that drink normally and don't have a problem don't think that way they just don't yeah i mean i think a lot of heavy drinkers i think there's a lot more heavy drinkers which is going to tie me into my our next subject that i want we talked about talking Mm -hmm. about which is an article that louise had shared with me today about how women today are using alcohol like mommies used volumes back in the 60s it was mommy's little helper you know even that song that was written you know by the beatles like mommy's little helper and um how a lot of moms today are drinking and they have like little onesies for babies that say why what is it what did it say something like that's something about whining the yeah child whining yeah and, and that's why you're the reason why i drink is because you're the whiner yeah the little baby in a onesie was that yeah like i don't that? know exactly what it was but it had to, it was the play on words with w-h-i-n-e and w-i-n-e yeah um and i and i think that that's a, a lot of what I think it was getting at is that it it makes it makes 
children seem like they are so um it, that it's so unattractive or so um I don't know the correct word, but that that we have to drink that we in order to be able to handle it in order to be able to put up with the craziness of having children, um, you know, whether we meet moms at a park or wherever it is. I mean, you know, people have to go cups or a coffee cup or, you know, I've seen it even in school, you know, for a function. They have a coffee cup, but I, you know, I could smell the one and it's not a judgment. It's just because I've done it, too. But, right. you know, it's just that getting together and feeling like you need to have like we are deserving of this glass of wine if we have a play date and three mothers come over i mean it's not very likely that it's going to be about coffee or tea you know no. depending if it's you know after lunch um and well for me it wasn't it didn't matter <laughs> but but for other mothers i mean i think that you know just simply getting together in the afternoon just prompts pulling out a bottle and 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 then who's watching Relax the kids? It. You know what I mean? It's like, who is then watching these kids? And it's such an excuse when we... I, I know how hard it is, and you do too. I mean, I was a single mom for 14 years with three little kids. You were single. You've been, you know, a single mom. It is... I mean, I get it. It's hard to raise kids, but at the same time, pouring the wine on top of it, I don't think is a great message to send our kids. Don't you agree? Mm-hmm. And I can tell, I mean, I know my kids, for instance, I said to Henry the other day, I said, Henry, what would you think if I drank again? Would you wish that I did? Because I know that now that my kids are older and parents are drinking with their kids because their kids are older, they're in high college, it's fun to have a beer with your kids. But what kind of message is that really sending them, do you think? Um, well, what, growing up, um, I mean, we, I, you know, I, I grew up kind of in a blue collar family and we had, you know, moving business and, um, you know, so we're around truck drivers and, you know, a lot of drinking took place. So I, yeah, I did drink with my mother. I mean, it was, it seemed different back then, um, than it is now. I mean, it's, um, there's a lot more risk for adults or parents to supply alcohol or to drink with, you know, minors, um, so it has it has changed, but I I I do think it sends a message. I mean, I I think that even with mothers getting together, and and again, I I'm just saying a blanket statement. This is not judging because I I've I've been there, but that it, it kind of to me is is almost like mothers that are texting. You know, when you look around, that that there's something that's pulling them away from actually spending time with the kids. Um, I see it every day, all the time, um, and what does what the, makes the kids feel like that they're you know they're second to a phone, a phone, and, and you know I saw last night. Well, I was actually I watched it today, a rerun last night. Anderson Cooper was on with Andy Cohen, mm-hmm. you know, on CNN, uh-huh. and one of the night hosts, and I can't remember which one of the late night show people it was, but he said, "What was his New York, New Year's resolution?" And he said, "My New Year's resolution is that when I'm with my kids." I don't want my kids to think that my cell phone is more important than them. Mm-hmm. Because, and I can see that, can't you? Absolutely, but I, but I think it it parallels with, with, with the wine. With wine, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, what did kids say? Oh, mommy, I, uh, can I have a sip of that? And 
what do you say to your kids? I mean, oh, no, you can't have a sip of this one because it's wine. Don't have a sip of my, because my kids can always go up to my drink and have water because that's what I always drink. But when they were little, it was like, don't drink that. I mean, I didn't, I didn't drink a lot with my kids when they were little, but I mean, on the weekends and when they were sleeping, but when, you know, it's like being aware of it and it's not the cutest thing. And you said you were in Target today. And what'd you see in Target? Oh, well, in the, the, the junior section, um, there were sweatshirts and t-shirts and, and one of them I looked over, it said champagne with a question mark. And I mean, there were several others. I, I don't recall exactly what they said, but it was all about alcohol, all about drinking. Um, and, and it was in the junior section. So it was geared towards, you know, teenagers or, you know, I don't know. I just, it's what kind of message are we trying to send our kids is where I am. And it's like, I know for a fact that when I was little, I remember watching my parents drink and thinking, oh my gosh, I want to be cool. Right. I want to be like my parents. And I remember my parents having parties and everybody drinking. And so when I turned 13, what was the first thing we wanted to do to be like grownups, but drink Mm -hmm. and it's an epidemic now. I mean, I think with our parents, I mean, I know, like, I don't think, I mean, my parents, whatever, but uh, I think that that whole, uh, I think we open, I think what we're opening ourselves up for is like this whole problem that we're having with drugs and alcohol today with our teens. Like, I don't think kids think it's fun if they don't go out and get screwed up. Yeah, I I agree. And so what is that? uh, So where do we... I don't know. I think that maybe if this is our new year for 2019, you're out there and you're thinking, well, I'm going to give up drinking for no, for January for the next 31 days. What if you just gave it? I don't know. See how it goes. Yeah. See how it goes. And, and, you know, going back to what I originally said, if, if you're, if you're giving it up or you're testing yourself to see if you can do it, um, you know what what's behind that to right. me what's behind it is that you don't really know if you can and if you don't know if you have control over it then you're not in control right. of it and you know it just keeps going and i and if you have that problem like we had i mean i know it was not the 47th drink that got me drunk it was the first one it's like cuz i remember having that sip of just one and just i was off to the races don't you think mhm and i mean certainly when you have a a time limit, you know, you always know that you're going to be able to, I mean, you're just counting the days until you can drink again. I mean, it, you know, I can remember times that I'd stopped for a week or two, you know, usually it was because I wanted to lose a couple pounds and I knew how much alcohol, you know, how much even just water retention from alcohol, um, you know, caused me to feel bloated and, and heavy. But, um, I don't know. Um, it's it's um it's the whole thing of that that it takes its own. It takes at least for me, it took its own. It had its own life. It was like party, party, party. All I wanted to do was party. All I wanted to do was escape. All I wanted to do was not have my feelings. I didn't want to feel exhausted. I didn't want my kids bugging me. I didn't want, I just wanted peace and quiet. And there have to be other options rather than drinking the wine that we show our kids. If that means we go on a walk. If that means we go take a bubble bath. What do you do? I know I do. I am like a big bath goer. Like I love getting bath salts. I cannot stand a bath. See, isn't that so funny? Can't stand a bath. See, now I want to have a bath. 
I've tried. I try, and I'm I, I'm bored in almost less than a second. So I, what I, do you do? So what do you think? I mean, we we go at least go to twelve step meetings. I don't know if that's what your answer is for everybody because I know that we have people that listen that don't go to twelve step meetings. By the way, our friend in Dallas, we want to say hi and happy New Year, dude. Yeah, happy New Year. Happy New Year, D in Dallas. D in Dallas, we're just going to say that so we don't have to say your name. But you know we're talking about you, and we wish you a happy New Year and good luck in this year of 2019. We hope to meet you in real life. But what do you do? Because I do take it when I'm feeling like, oh my gosh, I've had enough. I, I mean, do you go outside and smoke a cigarette? We aren't, we're not, we're not going to say go out and smoke if you don't smoke, but... What is it that you do? What is your tool that you use so that you're, if you're going through that bewitching hour, or do you not even have the well, bewitching hour? Well, I think hour? exercise, I don't have a bewitching hour. Um, I used to, but towards the end, you know, any hour was a <laughs> bewitching hour. But the, um, I, you know, I exercise when I can. I don't even do that as much as I wish I did, but um you know, I, I like to go to the movies. I like to go out to dinner. I like to go get coffee and meet a friend. I like to shop. I, you know, it doesn't mean I always have to, to spend money, but I do enjoy at my leisure going out and just looking around. And, um, you know, I love decorating and I like, I like fabrics and, um, so I, I can easily occupy my time. And I you just play on did the it. internet? I do the same things that I did before <laughs> I was just drunk when I was doing them. And now I'm not. Like um, go to home goods. Yeah. So I don't have, I don't have new hobbies per se, but I do, um, other than, you know, drawing or painting, um, that's something I wasn't able to do well. Um, you know, it's like writing. <laughs> You can't um, write when you're drunk. You can't no, write. No, you can't. At least if you want to read it the next day. And watching great shows. Yeah. Oh my gosh, we have to talk about our favorite show. Shit's Creek. <laughs> okay, if anybody's out there and you don't want, if you're like, what am I going to do with my time? Shit's Creek is so funny on Netflix. S-C-H-I-T-T-S Creek. And it's on Netflix and it's on Pop and it's a Canadian show and it is hysterical. It's with Eugene Levy and his son, David. They wrote the show together and yeah, it's, it, great. it's amazing. And they're, and Eugene and the daughter's actually on it too. And Catherine O'Hara. And I would say, get out there and watch. Find fun shows to watch. You know, that's what we do. And we talk about it. You know, it's kind of like a book club, but it's our shit's Creek. Like, did you see the outfits that she wore? Oh my God, they're fabulous. Mora. And it's, you know, it's amazing to think how much time I spent worried that when I knew inevitably I was going to have to stop drinking, um, that that I was so worried about what I was going to do with my time that I was worried that what friends I would have, um, you know, I had that whole, oh, it's just going to be a bunch of potluck dinners or lunches and no alcohol, boring, boring, boring. Um, and, and it couldn't be further from the truth is what it's ended up to be. I, I love being with people that are sober. I choose to be with people that are sober. All the time. Isn't it the best? Mm -hmm. I have to tell you, and I didn't tell you this, but I was out in California, you know, visiting my friend. And um, she sent me a text message when I got home. And she's like, are you okay? All you ever want to talk about is being sober and how great your life is. And I thought, wow. She thought there was something wrong with me. Because I find so much joy in my life. 
because I am sober. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. What do yeah. you think? I mean, well, I don't think that I only talk about that, but I think that it's a big part of my life and that I like to help people. I like, I find so much joy when I hear, when someone reaches out to me and is like, oh my gosh, how am I going to do this? Yeah. And I, I talk about it all the time. I'm one of those that, um, that, that does, I, I, I tell people all the time that, um, that I don't drink and that I'm sober. Um, the necklace that you got me that says be fearless. I, uh, a guy today at, at Target said he, he liked it. He commented on it. And I said, I, you know, I got it from my girlfriend for one year sobriety. And I thought, you know, I didn't have to tell him that, but I'm so proud of it. So yeah, I mean, I, I, I talk about it a lot. I, I haven't had anybody give me that feedback, but you know, there is, there's so much joy in not drinking and there's, so, I mean, the change and just for me, I've only had a year. So my gosh, I, I, I feel like I could talk about it all the time, how much my life has changed, the difference a year can make. Um, it's know. just something, I mean, cause so many people talk about the drinking part. Obviously we just talked about that. We, so many people are talking about why they drink. They drink the wine because the baby's there, my wine, wine, whatever. And why aren't we talking about how great life is? When you don't drink, what kind of message does that send to our kids instead of saying, oh, let's go out and drink and drink away our problems? Because alcohol is a main, you know, it's, it's linked to cancers. I mean, more than smoking is. And it's crazy that people, I like that that person said that to me. I was, I was in shock. I was taken aback. I was going to write a letter back to the person and say, I got, how dare you, whatever. That was so rude. I can't believe you said that to me. But I didn't say anything. I'm just not saying anything because I thought, why even go there? You know? Yeah. Because I feel like my life is, I don't know if God put me here just to help people get sober and help change the stigma that's associated with addiction. It, that's why, why I'm here. And bring it, baby. Bring it. Because I feel like we're helping people. I mean, today, like getting that message from Dee from last night in Dallas saying like how much this has meant to her. Like it's saving, it's helping save people lives and realize that for one, they're not alone. Mm -hmm. You can have a life without drinking, right? Yeah. And even when we went last week to the, um, to the rehab and spoke there, um, just the, the amount of people, I mean, it was, there were a lot of people there Yeah, and just, I, I, I guess how scared everybody is about getting out. Um, and just the hope that we gave them, you know, and being able to help them have the tools to know what to do when they get out. I mean, it's simple stuff, but it's, 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 it's hard to do. It's you hard. To, yeah. It's really hard to be sober. And, you know, somebody brought up to us when we were in the rehab. I mean, it was all women. And, you know, I mentioned that, you know, alcohol is a thief. It takes everything from you. And you don't think that you're affecting anybody else. At least when I was drinking, I was like, I'm not hurting anybody but me. Nobody. I'm, I'm drinking into my body. I'm hurting myself. I'm not hurting anybody else. But the problem is, is that nine out of ten times when you drink, you change. Right? Mm-hmm. 
do I mean I feel like people change when they drink and then your kids get scared they don't want to say this or that in fear of what your reaction may be other people can't talk to you because they're again fearful you can't drive your car you can't I mean it just limits your whole all your choices don't you think yeah and you know I think about when you're just saying that I'm thinking about the the one woman who you had mentioned or when you were talking to them uh, you had said something about being there uh, during the holidays, being there on Christmas and, you know, they were gearing up for New Year's. And I mean, you, I, you clearly said it because you wanted to put it out there, yeah. that, you know, get, who, you know, nobody wants to be, I mean, there's always a, a bad time to go to re- rehab. <laughs> I mean, uh, I was, you know, I I don't think I had, I missed a holiday, but the time before that I, I was during a holiday. Um, but when, after all was said and done, after you were talking about that, the woman, um, seemed a little, um, taken back by your comment and she, but, and, and she reacted and I, she reacted to you by saying, you know, I had a wonderful Christmas I had. And, and she was saying it, because I think she was, and it's nothing against how you said it, but I think she was offended. Be, but it, but it turned out that it's really it was really because she had nothing on the outside. She wasn't missing anything. She had the best Christmas because she had people around her that you know loved her and cared for her, whereas she wouldn't have had it if she had been out of that outside of the rehab and at home. She had she, she lost everything. Lost everything. She had no friends, right? She Nothing. had no friends, no family. Nobody wanted to be around her. Nowhere to go. Nowhere. So it was like she got free, you know, free whatever meals and a cot and a bed. What but, do they but say? What a, but what a, a such, I mean, the statement had such impact on me because we're looking at it from two different angles. You and I were looking at it like, wow, these these women, you know, what 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 is how horrible is it that you're in a rehab on Christmas? And then she was looking at it from the completely different standpoint that she wouldn't have wanted to be anywhere else. Right. Right. Because she, because everyone was done with her. She said her entire family was done with her and she had no one, but these strangers in the rehab that was, have become her family, which I'm happy that she's there. I hope she gets it. We know you can't live in rehab you can't live in a state-run run facility. I mean, I guess if you commit a crime, you can live in jail. But, like, do we want to go? Is that what we aspire to in this world? I don't think so. But I, I just thought it was Yeah. I, I thought it was great that she said it because it put it into perspective that, that I didn't think anything other than the fact that every woman was probably so sad that they were not at home. And it's really not the case. No. I mean, because it was interesting because they're moms and uh, I think she's a mom too and her kids don't even want to see her. Mm-hmm. That's what drinking does. I mean, it, it ruins all this stuff. It changes us. And so it's really interesting. I think that um, I think that it's just alcohol is great in some, if you can handle it, I think that, um, you know, some people can take it or leave it. I could not take it or leave it when I said it already earlier today. It's like when I started, I was off to the races. But if you're going to give up January and see what you feel like on January 31st, but go for it. I mean, I guess some people can just be heavy drinkers. 
Yeah, I mean, the, the, the article also touched upon the fact that, you know, statistically, how many, how many women that, that have, such as myself, um, anxiety and had depression, that, the, you know, you think you're drinking to make that go away. And, the, and what it really does is it exasperates it. Yep. You know, it's just, it, it was horrible for me. Right. And I know that the article was talking about how, how so many women have anxiety and, and depression and they're self-medicating. Just like the mommy's little helper, the Valium was doing that for them. Now it's the wine. Exactly. <coughs> and don't, I just believe that it's, I believe anxiety's there. And I think that you need to talk to somebody about your anxiety. I think you need to talk to somebody about your depression before this alcohol takes its own life on for itself. Because more and more women have alcoholism than ever before. Yeah, I mean, they even said at the at the prison that we went to the last time, the chaplain of the prison, um, our contact there, said that she, they've never, ever in their history have had as many women as they have right now. In prison. And it's due to drinking. And 85% is due to drinking and drugs. Mm-hmm. So if you're out there, please reach out for help. I promise you, you're going to have fun. We have fun. Don't we have fun? We do. We do have fun. And it's fun. And we want everybody to know we're going to talk next week for sure about powerlessness and what that means to us. And it's it, it's so important to to reach out. And if you just reach out to us, um, you know, we've, we've seen several of our friends relapse over the holidays. And and it's it's um, it's really scary. It's really um, and scary. I, I'm not saying that had they reached out, they might not be in in the place they're at right now. But, but I think that there's, you know, some truth to that. I mean, I know for myself, I, it didn't work for me because I never reached out. I isolated so much, and I never reached out. And now I reach out to you, and you know, I I, I tell people all the time, it, it it can take less than a minute to. You know, kind of talk to, change, talk to somebody your... off the ledge. I mean, right. it, it doesn't take long, and it's one phone call, and and it changes everything. So for who you know, whoever's out there struggling, I mean, just just call or text us or you know, email. Yeah, and please do because that's your first thing is reaching out for help. Please reach out for help and know that you're not alone. We're gonna be back next Tuesday. And please reach out to us if you have any topics you want us to talk about or anything you want us to say or reach out to you or topics that we haven't covered or a question that you have that you're like, how do you do this or how do you do that as being moms and how are we managing life? And, you know, my kids are in college, Louise's kids, one's in elementary school, one's in middle school, how we do it. Reach out and we promise we'll write you back. But take that first leap of faith, please. Right? Yep. Okay. Well, keep getting busy living sober. And um, hopefully by next week, my voice will be better too, because I sure definitely sound like a frog. Um, Keep getting busy living sober and happy 2019, everybody. Bye.